0: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This episode features comedian and writer Sarah Callahan, and we had a lovely chat uh, about the things and people that she'd hate to be stuck on a desert island with. I mean, that much is obvious, because that's the nature of the show. I mean, obviously, you know, what else would we be talking about? Sometimes the conversation crosses over into other areas, but mainly it's in the arena of talking about things and people she hates so you know that's that just my usual little request um, to ask if uh, you could give us a review and a rating and subscribe that would be great and also subscribing obviously means that you never miss an episode so that's very handy indeed okay let's keep it short today here's the podcast with sarah callahan on desert island dicks <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus, and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest, and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and writer Sarah Callahan. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm uh, yeah, I'm very well. I've just woken up, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm ready for this.
0: I guess your mood for this podcast might depend quite heavily on whether you're a morning person or not.
1: Mm. yeah well but um well i mean it's a bit it's, it's past morning now isn't it so i'm in that gray area
0: oh yeah i mean technically it's it's mid-morning but i mean i just i guess i'm um, whatever time i wake up i'm i'm just useless for about two hours so oh, really? i mean, you know
1: yeah i'm definitely a night owl for sure
0: so i mean how did you find it today choosing your your dicks for the island
1: um quite easy i hate quite a lot of stuff mm. so um yeah um Pretty much all of them came to mind like straight away. There was only like one or two that I had to, I had to think about. So
0: Okay. Yeah. So maybe because uh, like, a lot of people sort of fall into either there's a camp of people find it really hard because they don't want to offend people or the the other camp is there's so many people it's difficult to sort of narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. But you seem like you're quite decisive then.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Do you, do you enjoy a bit of a rant normally or are you more reserved?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, especially over the last two years, there's quite been quite a lot to uh, rant about.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's just get into it then. Um, who's going to be the first person joining you on the island?
1: Unfortunately, <clears throat> it's going to be Amanda Holden.
0: Okay, Amanda Holden. And uh, what's your beef with Amanda?
1: I just find her really annoying. <laughs> I feel like she's like super fake. She always tries to like be funny, and she's not. Or, like, be a bit, like, like kooky and, like, out there and say something that's, like, shocking. But it's just, like, I know it's not her, you know what I mean? I just I just feel like she, she'll she be a bit of a... I mean, I've never met her personally, but I get the vibe that she might be a bitch off camera, you know?
0: Yeah, she, she reminds me of one of those sort of old porcelain dolls. Do you know what I mean? Like, she could smash quite easily. And I don't know if it's because of, like, the way... I don't know, she's put together on telly or something. She looks quite brittle, you know what I mean? And I feel like her personality would be similar.
1: Yeah, I agree, totally.
0: Because it's weird, isn't it? There's a lot of sort of TV presenters out there that sort of do a similar role. And I guess, you know, it's something I wouldn't be able to do. But like some of them sort of are more believable than others. I feel like with her, it's difficult to imagine her being that sort of soft and fluffy off camera.
1: Yeah, she seems very fake. But then I could be wrong, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many times where you might judge someone like that, and then it's wrong. But I don't know with her. I haven't really, I haven't really like read anything where she's been like really nice or done good things or you know mm. some like. Well, if if she was a good person, that would have come out at some stage, innit?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know anything about her. It just seems like. But I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm not sort of sort of person that would read anything that had her in it or like you know or or watch (laughs) anything with it so it's kind of you know my my lack of knowledge about her is is quite easy to keep up you know um is there anything to her like what's what's her deal just does tv and then that's it
1: that's the thing it's like what do you even do love and um did you see that show that she did with um keith lemon where... I
0: saw a trailer for it where he's sort of he's dressed up as her grandmother. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's so random. So now she's like getting into like acting and all that. And um I just thought the whole show was shit and I don't think it got the good reviews and that. I just I think she's really um
0: clutching at straws.
1: Clutching at straws. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that TV show for anyone who hasn't seen it. Keith Lemon dresses up in like heavy prosthetics pretends to be her sort of awkward grandmother who's staying with her. And then she invites someone famous round for dinner and then the grandmother says awful things. And it's sort of like hidden camera, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's basically it, yeah. But it's very, very weird.
0: Well, the weirdest thing I thought about that, I mean, it's a very strange concept, but in the trailer I watched, there's a bit where she's eating sushi and she calls wasabi, wasabi. And I thought, to me, that's the makings of a psychopath.
1: Yep, she's a murderer.
0: (laughs) So, you know, on the practicalities... Uh, of a desert island as well then do you think she'd sort of I can't imagine her getting stuck in
1: no I don't think she'd get stuck in and then she'd I reckon she'd be one of them ones that would just go on and on and on like about all these different stories like trying to name drop and just I get like the vibe that she'd think she's better than you and that Mm. just in my like just yeah wouldn't get stuck in wouldn't come up with any helpful ideas yeah I think
0: presenters are quite a weird bunch because it's something like you know if you're like globally famous like if you're a film star or something you're acting you're in these big productions and you're sort of famous worldwide so I can sort of see why they kind of become a bit strange but when you're presenters like it's such a local kind of specific sort of fame that only relates to the shows they're on you know what I mean, outside of that like big circus there's nothing really going on
1: it's weird that they've become celebrities because i i don't know when that started i mean the whole celebrity culture has grown over the years but like i'm sure back in the day presenters weren't as you know as big celebrities as they are today you know what i mean
0: mm. i think it's yeah. just
1: gone with the whole celebrity culture because really it is not a skill and it's not it's not a talent as such like it's not like They've spent years training and learning, and you know, like singers or dancers or actors or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, people can be good and bad at presenting, but ultimately, it's just reading an auto cue and being confident and good looking you
0: know so yeah because in the past you think like to be a sort of a prime time be on prime time telly or like an interview program or like a entertainment show you had to be like you know a bit witty or kind of charming or but like I say she just sort of reminds me of like a robot or a mannequin or something you know it's like I get that you're doing all the things but there's nothing sort of there's no sparkle in the eye, you know. It's kind of she's
1: dead. She's got no soul. I um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what um, where she came from before though. I, I, what's her story? I need to actually, I should give her a Google, but I just can't bear to uh, look at her face.
0: Skew your algorithms, and then you get lots of oh, news about.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I think she'd be hard work on a desert island, and I think she's a good choice. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the interplay between her and the other characters on the island. So, so let's see who's going to be joining her.
1: Right, um, along with her, I think we're going to have Jacob Bruce Mogg.
0: Oh yes, of course. Now, I mean, a lot of us can can imagine why you'd picked him, but like, let's let's hear your workings out.
1: So, I actually do think that he is like. Some sort of like alien or like devil reincarnation in the human form. Yeah. Because the way he speaks, again, very robotic, very strange, very odd, like his skin tone and that. Um and the fact he doesn't do anything for himself, I feel like he would just like um what's the word? Like if he's a computer, he's just like glitch if he tries to make mm. his own cup of tea or put his own kids to bed and shit. Mm. Um so yeah, I just I just think he's a weirdo. And he should. I think him. I think him and Amanda would get on, though. To be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, I, except I think he's going to see her. Well, he sees everyone as so below his level. Mm. I can imagine him go. Well, you know, you just host silly, trivial, vulgar TV shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like some of them, you think, okay, I don't like your politics, but I, we could probably find some some middle ground. Of have like, a
1: laugh, have a few drinks.
0: Yeah, and after a while, when when society is just an irrelevance that we'll never get back to, then it's okay. But with Jacob Rees-Mogg, I just think you'd have to you'd have to do something about him.
1: But it's annoying though because I hate him so much. But obviously, if I couldn't kill him and eat him, because there's not much of him. Mm. So I don't know what like I don't know what um value he'd have for me on the island. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I might have said this before on the podcast, but I'm I'm sort of obsessed with the shape of him because like he looks like <laughs> a really skinny man, right? Yeah. But if you see him, he's got really like wide suits, and I wonder if it's like he started off skinny, but it was because he's obviously never done any exercise and he just lives on like foie gras and like claret and stuff you know what i mean i bet it feels like underneath his head or underneath his neck he's just like a really weird shape because he has these big shapeless suits on uh-huh. or like maybe he is like part alien like you say and it's just there's all kinds of like you know he's just covered in nipples or something yeah. just some bizarre Tensicles. fucking yeah like just some weird shit going on or like like he'd lift up his shirt and it's just like thatcher's head <laughs> inside inside his stomach just controlling everything Going, go on say something mean Do
1: you know what that wouldn't be the weirdest thing that's happened this year <laughs> to, to find that out that would be mad
0: yeah he's the sort of person who says things about like come on you've got to roll your sleeves up and get on with it and we won the war and blah 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 but if it came down to a survival situation where you are you know and you said, "Come on then, let's grit our teeth and get on with it. He would just fall to pieces I oh, think Oh, absolutely he'd he would...
1: be he, he absolutely fucking useless i can, mm. can you imagine him digging a hole in those oversized <laughs> suits like he's got no he's got no muscles
0: and even if he sort of put aside his disdain for you as a person. I bet his chat must be terrible, you know, because what, you know, what life experiences he got that would have in common with, you know, 90% of the population? You'd sort of go, oh, well, of course, you know, the great Roman poet described it as thus. And you'd go, what? what is it? Stop coming out with quotes that I, I don't understand or, yeah. you know, and, and, and it would work the same way. You'd kind of go, oh, it's like that song. And he'd just have no idea unless it was like some 14th century G- Gregorian chant or something, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And I feel like his the, the it's like diseased meat. Like if I ate it, then I would become something, you know?
0: Yeah. Or you'd eat him and then like after a while you'd start going, well, I don't know, maybe they could privatise bits of the NHS wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another another fine choice. Right, who's going to round out the trio then?
1: Now, I don't know specific names because I cannot watch more than, you know, a minute of the show. I find it so jarring. But um, anyone from Made in Chelsea.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 good.
1: Literally, and any of the people on it, they're all equally <laughs> tedious Um, and annoying
0: yeah so i've never really watched it but it felt like made in essex came first and it was a bit sort of like haha let's laugh at these awful people and then someone went oh but there's awful posh people too then it looks like we're balanced Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like and both things are really horrible ideas like the fact that tv is mostly kind of just going look at these pricks you know it's just such a (laughs) such a horrible comment on society that these shows are so popular
1: well it's like i i I don't mind the, the only way is essex it's like yes it's trash it's trash reality tv but at least with them when you get past the way they speak they're actually quite intelligent people they all own businesses they're entrepreneurs they you know have come from nothing and they've made loads of money and they're really hardworking, really into family strong family values so I, I kind of relate to them more and I respect them a lot more, even if they are, you know, they do chat shit and whatever, um, have their lips done and whatever. But mm. the Made in Chelsea lot are scum in my eyes because all they do is expect handouts. They're living off mummy and daddy. And just because they've gone to a posh education, had a posh education, they're actually really thick. They're not mm. they're not intelligent at all. They're not street smart, very emotionally um, retarded and like yeah I just I just find them the the worst humans on earth because they <laughs> they don't benefit the earth in any way that it's just take 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 and they're fucking horrible to each other they like cheat on their partners they like mug off their best friends they don't give a shit about their families they're just like horrible people like you could be really common as much or really poor just be a nice person Hmm. And they got loads of money and they're just horrible, horrible, horrible people. So, yeah, that's why I don't like them a lot.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against that viewpoint. I mean, like, it's <laughs> weird, isn't it? It's like also no, when, you, when you know that someone's started off really wealthy and then by being a twat on screen, they get more money and fame. It's quite, It's quite annoying.
1: So annoying, yeah.
0: I don't know. It just seems like a weird culture to be in. You know, it's like, how how have you become like this when you've had like, you know, you haven't had to struggle? Like, you should just be really content, be really glad that you can not work and just, I don't know, get strange beauty treatments all day.
1: Yeah, Well, it's because they don't know the other side. So you can only experience, you know, gratitude and joy if you've had um, bad times. You know, it's like the dark and light. It's the opposites, isn't it? So because they've mm. never had the contradicting um, emotions of, you know, struggling and not having any money, of course they're not going to feel content because that's what they've always known.
0: You know mm. what I mean?
1: It's, um, so that's where the entitlement comes from and, and the continuous take-take behaviour and just treating people like shit because they've never had to, like, ask someone for a favour or, um, you know, work for shit wages and make sacrifices and all this sort yeah. of stuff. So uh, they just... they. They just have no. There's no depth. They're just completely one-dimensional characters, and it's like, I feel like it's such a wasted life to be honest. But um, and and I definitely feel like they should be put on TV.
0: No, definitely not unless there's going to be some kind of televised trial or something. Yeah. you know, which seems like maybe the next logical step.
1: But you know, a few of them have tried to start doing stand-up, and that's really fucked me off as well.
0: Oh, I can imagine they wouldn't be popular. <laughs>
1: And it's so bad. But again, because they go through life, just getting everything hand on a plate, you know, life for them is relatively easy. Um, they, uh, I've gigged with a couple of them at a gigs and um, like at good gigs with good lineups. And like, they think that they can just, that comedy is easy. They can just write a set and go on stage and say it. Oh, stand up. Comedy is just talking, right? I'm like, um, no, it's not. But yeah, go on, go ahead. And then mm. they go on stage and um, like the crowd would be like, woo, because like they've recognized them as celebrity. And then they start doing the jokes, and it's so bad. And, and as they just start to just die so horrifically, I'm um, like, I can't help it, but stand at the sides and just be like enjoying the car crash. <laughs> I'm like, Yep, yeah, not as easy as it looks, mate. You know, you can't get your fame can't get you everywhere, you know. Because I was thinking, I just don't want them to have a leg up in that industry. You know what I mean? It's not fair.
0: Well, also, yeah, I mean, it's a hard industry, isn't it? And and like, you have to work really hard and do a lot of work all the time and work your way up and it's like yeah I mean I guess that must be a real baptism of fire though because coming in at a sort of level where you haven't had to do all the small gigs as well Mm -hmm. must be sort of really eye-opening for them I think it's 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 weird as well isn't it because you know like the way it works they sort of get all these people and they say okay what what have you cunts been up to this week and they say well I had a fallout with Whatever she's called, and we did that, and then they have to reenact it. Yeah. Having a life where those things happen and then reenacting it for money—it's just so weird.
1: It's weird. It's very strange. It's a—it's a strange time that we live in. And if you went back to like, I don't know, the fucking eighteen hundreds, and told them that these are TV shows that not only are going to be made in the future, but people are going to really enjoy and they're going to be very successful and win Baftas and shit—I um, don't think they'd believe us.
0: I mean, even, like, 30 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, actually, I just thought, like, you've got Reese Mogg, and he's obviously posh, and the Maiden Chelsea people are posh, but they're posh in very different ways. Yeah, so I they think are. they're going to grate each other as well, aren't they? And then, like, Amanda Holden, I can imagine sort of simultaneously thinking she's better than people, but also wanting to be kind of close to them.
1: She'll, she'll try and be like one of the girls from Made in Chelsea, and it's like she'll try and like pally up with them, and they'll just be like, "What are you doing, you old bitch? Get away from me!"
0: I'm sort of wincing at the idea of these people together on an island with you. So, I mean, this is this is a strong start, but um, we're going to move on from people now because mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad?
1: so the food is um raw tomatoes
0: okay what is it about raw tomatoes that does your head in
1: well the taste for starters the skin inside it's all squishy and it's like if you put a raw tomato in a sandwich it just turns everything wet and sloppy and like it it just it completely overpowers anything else like if it's in a salad it's just disgusting literally the thought of it makes me gag I hate it so much and, then I, and I hate people that are like, oh, yeah, but you eat tomato ketchup. I'm like, it doesn't taste the same. It's nothing It's nothing like raw tomato. Tomato ketchup is nothing like raw tomato. Tomato ketchup is more like vinegary. It's sort of like salt in there, sugar in there, other bits and bobs. Like it's, Yeah, and cooked tomato is fine, but raw tomatoes, no, no, no. Disgusting. Mm. Horrible. Because I'm, I'm
0: com- completely the other way around because I, I love all things tomato-y uh-huh. except for tomato sauce.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know, obviously, I have to sort of, critique a lot of stuff on this podcast and most of the things just you know I have to sort of slag off things I like but I do find it hard with tomatoes because like I think I'm like they're one of my favorite things <laughs> L- like if I'm hungover like I crave them like it's really what? weird like anything anything tomatoey like it like it's like my body needs it I don't know what it is that's in them
1: well they they're supposed to be quite good for you I think though aren't they that's why it's controversial because and, and also it's just like it's such a common thing like to having sandwiches, to having salads, to have as a starter. Like to have with cheese, um, on bruschetta, and like it's, it's an, I wish I liked it because it's it it makes it's in a lot of food, and a lot of people will automatically give it to you because they think that you wouldn't not like it. Same as cucumber, I hate cucumber as well, Disgusting. and like um. So it, it's annoying. It does make my life hard, but um, but I, just, I can't help it. I, I if if I so I had coronavirus in uh, October. 2020, right? I got I caught COVID and um and uh w- the main symptom of that is your smell and taste goes mm. and um I was th- I was like I-, I couldn't figure out whether it had gone or not and I was like oh, I was getting really worried in that because I had no other symptoms I felt completely fine but I was just like oh fuck I'm a bit worried that I've caught this so just before I did a test I was I had this and my mum she gave me a tomato a raw tomato and she was like see if you can eat this because usually I would gag <laughs> there's no way I would ever be able to have it in my mouth, yeah. And I had this piece of tomato, raw tomato, and I chewed 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 it, swallowed it, and it was Wow. I couldn't taste it. And she was like, Oh my God, you've got COVID kind of- <laughs> 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 And that was it. That was that was the decider and I, I couldn't believe it.
0: That's that's like like sort of like a lateral flow for you, isn't it? It's like a sort of easy lateral yes. flow without yeah. having to like jab stuff down your throat and your nose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tell you what, like because I really like them that means I have a lower tolerance for bad versions of them. So, like, if it was, like, um... shit tomato that you get in a shit sandwich, you know, like, from a petrol station or something, then that, I I would happily throw that away, you know, and it's just sort of wet, mushy, horrible stuff. And given that your plane has crashed, they will be the sort of tomatoes that you get from a plane. So they'll be really cold, like, almost, you know, really sort of mushy, (laughs) you know, watery, horrible things. So, yeah, in that respect... You're gonna, I mean, they're gonna be bad tomatoes. I'll
1: just chuck them at the other people on the island,
0: yeah. And imagine just having to eat like, just living off tomatoes would be quite hard. Like, to f- be full from them, I mean, I love them, but to eat enough to be full would be quite difficult.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm starting to feel a bit queasy. That the, 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 <laughs> the thought of that is disgusting. <laughs> 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 no, oh my god, and also w- w- like rotting fruit and veg. Like, stinks so bad. Yeah. So that's another thing as well. They're going to be starting to go rotten and that. Ugh. Dirty.
0: <laughs> and what would your drink choice be?
1: Again, another controversial thing because uh, a lot of people love it. It's a, a British um, delicacy, but um, the drink would be tea.
0: Tea. Okay.
1: It tastes like fucking Nothing. I don't understand why people are like, mm, lovely cup of tea, so thirst quenching. First of all, it's just hot water and the taste of tea is just like uh, like cardboard, like what I, well, I would imagine like pissy cardboard to taste like, <laughs> bland, shit, even if you put loads of sugars in it. I, I don't understand why people love it so much and why people say it really quenches their thirst. I, I don't know how a hot drink ever can. And people will drink, you know, Three or four cups of it a day. I don't. I just don't understand it. I will never like it. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, people people seem to um, really love it.
0: Yeah, I don't like. I don't know about thirst quenching because it's sort of. It's the you know you wouldn't want to neck it down quickly if you were thirsty. Exactly. But you
1: don't give it to people when they're finishing a marathon, do you?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. You're
1: down it at the finish line. <laughs>
0: yeah, here you go. You've run twenty six miles. This is a lovely hot cup of tea.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Blow on it. <laughs> I went on holiday once and there was this guy, and like it was really hot. It was, you know, like mid 30s. And there was this guy on the beach who would always just sit there drinking tea. And then someone, it was a sort of place we were all there for like, you know, a while. So everyone sort of got to know each other a bit. And then I heard one guy saying, like, how are you drinking tea? And he was like, oh, but you know, it cools you down, doesn't it? Because it raises, like, it helps you sweat and then it cools you down. It's like, if I give you this cold bottle of water, I think you're going to be more cool than this mm-hmm. fucking hot cup of tea. It's
1: bizarre. And also it's like it's caffeine as well. It's not good for you. It's actually, I actually don't think it's good for you. I think it's all a trap. <laughs>
0: Apparently there's lots of antioxidants, but I, I hear people talk about antioxidants all the time. Like, oh, blueberries, lots of antioxidants. Yeah, but, tea that's, you've got...
1: but that's like fruit teas.
0: But no one knows what they are. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, what do they do then? You're like, well, it's... Antioxidizing, but like <laughs> no one obviously they just go you read it on the label of something, go ha ha, antioxidants. This is great, this will help.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think normal tea bags they wouldn't have that though. It's like fair enough, like fruit teas or you know, like proper tea when they brew it and stuff. I can understand there being some really good um, benefits of that sort of tea, but most people are having Tetleys, didn't they? Or just having uh, like a tea bag, you don't know what's in it, it could be anything.
0: Yeah, because if you open a T-boat, it's just like ground up dust, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's so disgusting. I just don't know why people love it.
0: Fair choice. OK. Now, Sarah, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? OK.
1: Least favourite song. It's not one song, but it's just anything by ABBA.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: I don't understand why they were so famous and popular, because um, yeah, the songs are just really jarring to me, and 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 um, they're always played on the radio. That's the thing. Like anywhere you go in the world, like they're so like famous and that, and a lot of, they've got so many fans, and to the point, I, the reason why I hate them so much is the fact that I know the lyrics to pretty much all of their songs. Yeah. Because they're played all the time, and I remember hearing it from you know young as well, like always on the radio. When you go to like holiday camp or you know fucking caravan holiday, like at a disco, like they're always played. It's it's even worse when you don't like someone, but you you're so familiar with the songs, um, and uh, yeah, so they, it just gets under my skin. As soon as I hear an ABBA track, it just oh it makes me cringe. I hate it.
0: Yeah, because when you when you know the song, like I worked at a radio station for years, so I'm very familiar with getting knowing the words to songs I don't like and and it means when they get stuck in your head they really get stuck in your Mm. head because you know all the words and if you're at a wedding sometimes you know you're all having a great time then that comes on and it's like it does remind me of being made to dance against my will a lot you know like (laughs) like I love dancing I love music but I hate dancing to anything that I don't like, you know. Like, I can't sort of put it on. I'll just sort of go and sit down for a bit until something better comes on. Mm-mm. And Abba's a real, like, because cause it's sort of something like the auntie's like as well. And they'll like, come on, come on, drag <laughs> you up. And you're like, oh, God, this is awful.
1: It's cool. Or if someone does it on karaoke, that's the worst.
0: Yeah, the the other day we we're in the kitchen, we had some, like, I don't know, just whatever station we'd found. And it was quite good. Like, you know, had some... upbeat tunes on and there was this like housey mix that was quite good and then the dj went into like a sort of house mix of um dancing queen and it was like what the fuck are you doing like this is this is and it was so jarring
1: well that's the problem it brings these tracks back round and makes them current again when they get remixed like that so you're hearing the old version then you're hearing the remix version and then you got kids. It's like, I mean, I actually really like the song to be honest, but you got that Boney M track that got remixed. Everyone loves it. Uh, Rasputin. Mm. And then now it's like, my mum was saying to me, she was like, she finds it so funny that you got like young kids singing Boney M songs in 2022. It's like, what it the fuck? It is
0: strange. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a remix and I heard it on some video and I was like, it was like some montage I saw on some program and I was like, why are they using this? In a- <laughs> yeah,
1: but when they do with like Abba, ABBA songs, I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. Because then you know, they're not going to go away for a long time.
0: No, they're not. I think they're there for forever now, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. So, well, I think we're going to have to give you like, um, you know, like a triple CD box set, Best of ABBA then or something, or their complete back catalogue, oh I guess. Oh God,
1: please don't.
0: To make it fair. Because um, at least you can you can sort of really appreciate why you hate them so much. Um, and you can imagine Amanda Holden's going to be all over it. She's going to be there on the equivalent of your table dancing away.
1: Oh, she'll be loving it, wouldn't she?
0: Made in Chelsea crew, maybe.
1: They, they, well, they won't know what's going on, I don't think. I think they won't even know who they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What would your film choice be?
1: So I don't know if you see it. It was, um, the premise sounded good. The adver- advert looked really good. That's why I went to see it. It was called Let It Be. And it was, it was about a guy who um, wanted to be a singer. Like he was at college and stuff. And like, he was doing all these open mics. He wanted to be a singer. And then something happened. Like he got struck by lightning or banged his head. And when he woke up, the Beatles didn't exist, right? So when he went to like an open mic and was doing like a cover of a Beatles song, everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. The lyrics are amazing. This song is great. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's the Beatles. And they're like, who? And he ends up, like, you know, obviously recording all these Beatles songs because he knows the music and the lyrics and stuff and getting as big and as famous as the Beatles. And he becomes this world, like, worldwide phenomenon and that. It gets really famous. And then he's, like, saying, no, no, like, it's not me, it's not me because he enjoys it for a little bit. And then he's, like, you've got to understand, like you know I feel like a fraud it's the Beatles and then I can't remember what happens and it It was so shit the acting in it was so shit everything was so unbelievable all the little like cameo roles were just really embarrassing the script was so weak and at the end it was like the sort of ending that was like and he woke up and it was all a dream sort of like like it totally fucking wrote off the entire film that you've just sat through and watched it was so pathetic so it was it was the worst film i've ever seen in my <laughs> life and i'm so passionate and fucked off about never getting those 2 hours back i cannot <laughs> believe that i've wasted my life watching it it's it should have been one of them ones that went straight to dvd why was it at the cinema i don't understand but yeah that's that. and i like the beatles and i feel like it was very disrespectful to the beatles to be honest
0: hmm, so much of the Beatles was like, you know, how it's played, how it's recorded, you know, like the way it's done, you know, the people in the band. I don't think that if I just heard some guy doing the same songs, I'd go, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, as if, you know, I saw the Beatles for the first time and knew nothing about them. I'd probably go, fuck, these guys are really good. But just hearing some guy at an open mic, I don't think just the lyrics and the melody and up would you know it's not it's not it's more than that isn't it yeah,
1: especially in our day and age you know I mean the reason why the Beatles were so massive is because they they were doing something that was so new to that time and mm. also it's like it like you said it's it's because it was them they had charisma and they play their instruments really well and they had um good relationship on stage and whatever but like just yeah just one guy with a guitar it's just um because actually if you think of the lyrics and the songs, really in this day and age, they're they're quite basic. You know what I mean? I know sometimes simple is better, but like compared to the music that's being made today, it's like it's quite so. It's it's so unrealistic that he would play that an open mic and people would go crazy because it's like it's really nothing. It it's it's not the same at all at all. Yeah. Um, and but it's just annoying because they pull the best bits in the advert, innit? So I feel like I was really roped into that one. <laughs>
0: it's almost like a sort of cynical marketing ploy for the Beatles. Like, it was almost like someone thought, wow, well, we need to get a new audience for the Beatles. Like, maybe this will drum up some some new younger listeners or something. Not that I think they need their help, but, I mean, because, you know, it's just got that sort of heavy-handedness about it of, like, hey, guys, everyone knows the Beatles are great, right? But what if they didn't exist?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. It's just a bit simple.
1: A terrible, terrible idea. I would be really... in. Intrigued to see how much it made at the box office because I don't think it would have made a lot, to be honest. And I don't think it got that good reviews. So I know I'm not alone in thinking it was a shit film.
0: Yeah, it does sound shit. And I think, um, I think it's going to appeal to the Maiden Chelsea people. Jacob Rees-Mogg is going to be nonplussed because I think the Beatles still count as noisy pop music in his opinion. And I think he'd probably love being contrary about it and just going, yeah. "Oh, oh who Beatles, are they? Nonsense." Yeah, yeah,
1: he'll make out he hasn't even heard of them.
0: Yeah. Amanda Holden, I think she'd probably like it, wouldn't she? It seems like a sort of simple, upbeat, romantic comedy sort of style film. Is it a romantic comedy? It's got that sort of vibe about it.
1: It did yeah, it did have a romantic element to it. Mm. Yeah, she'd she'd like it because she she's trash.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh well, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
1: It is going to be the eel
0: the eel oh yeah they're weird aren't they yeah what what is it about the eel particularly
1: slimy they bite you um they just look disgusting they're so scary i don't really know what point they like what's their point on this earth like i don't know where they are in the food chain like what what do they what do they do and um yeah they just make me cringe i hate them
0: yeah they're like big like sea worms but they're fast aren't they and like and some of them look really vicious, like because like some of them, I think, have got quite decent teeth on them, haven't they? they yeah. sort of...
1: And they're electric. You can get electric eels.
0: Yeah. As what as the well. fuck is that all about? Oh, I mean, no, that's like
1: mutant mutant fish.
0: Have you ever have you ever encountered an eel in any way?
1: I Haven't actually. I've never seen one in real life. But when I see them on like documentaries or like if I see a picture of one, they just instantly I just think, oh god, like I would just not want to be near them. Even to watch them, like there's some fish that I don't, I wouldn't want to be near, but like you can watch them. You think, oh, they look nice. They're pretty or whatever. But eels are just, they're so ugly, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I tell you what, actually, just thinking, I was like, where have I seen one? And I was thinking about where I saw one. I did see one in a pond somewhere and I realised it was in Sydney in this like botanical garden, right? There were these ponds and they had these big eels inside that you could see. And there was a little sign about the, you know, there's like a little, you know, like you get in parks and stuff telling you about the, the flora and fauna. And it's said about the eels like these eels weren't put here by us. They've just somehow populated the pond. So no. we think they might have like crawled in from somewhere. Yeah. And the idea of a fucking eel crawling around on land is is scarier than a snake. I think somehow you know just because something about the wetness of it and the fact that it's not supposed to be doing that. You know, yeah. what's your game?
1: And I, I think have, have they been they've been around for a long time, like like like, like dinosaur period. Probably. Look, it says, I've just Googled it, yeah. They said the ills um, arose 65.5 million years ago. Okay. So, yeah, like, because I was thinking, well, who's going to eat them? It's not like they've got anyone above them that's going to eat them, like, at a huge rate. And they kind of just keep themselves to themselves. They just they just do their own thing. And obviously, they're like slugs. So if, if if you believe in that we all came from, like, slugs and evolved and everything from there all these years ago, it's like, and if they live in water, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be affected by the ice age or any sort of meteor hitting, hitting, hitting the earth or whatever, um, or any sort of weather conditions. They could just get by, in it? So and yeah. that's that's what scares me, the fact that eels will outlive everybody. They'll be around forever and it's just like, Oh the things they've seen, you know. <laughs>
0: the things they've seen. Yeah. The tales of an eel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well I think that's a a good sort of final addition to the island, just to make it even more unpleasant. I think you've done a great job here, Sarah, because I mean, all the things and people that you've picked are, are dicks. I mean, as I said, I like tea and tomatoes, so I'm going to argue with you slightly about that. But I know for the feelings they, they conjure up in you, I think, you know, it's a solid choice as well. So yeah. thank you for coming on Desert Island Dicks and sharing those today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, what are you up to at the minute? Where can people see more of you?
1: Um, so I'm gigging all over the place. Um, I've got, I'm have got i working on some previews because I've got a new show coming up. So I'm doing Leicester Comedy Festival um, next Thursday. So if you're around in Leicester, please come to that. And also, and then um, I've got a London preview on Thursday, the 24th of February at the Bill Murray in Angel, which is um, a really um, cute venue. Um, So yeah, just sort of working on that really. Cool.
0: Nice one. Well, we'll all keep up to date with what's going on. And uh, Sarah, thank you once again for coming on Desert Island Dicks today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Nice one.
0: There you go, Sarah Callahan. there, sharing the worst people and things that she could be stuck on an island with, as is the whole remit of this podcast. Now, just to say, we haven't brought back compact dicks yet, but we... And to at some point so you can always get in touch with us and if you just want to get in touch about anything then please do you can go to dickspod.com slash contact or you can get in touch with us on instagram or twitter at dickspod so it's always nice to hear from you it doesn't have to be a, 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 anything particularly uh, related to the podcast you can just say hi if you want but those are the means by which you can contact us Desert Island Dicks is a sync Clap production. It was created by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus, edited by Chris Attaway. Social media support comes from Jason Leach and Chintzy Clinton. And as always, a special mention to Grand Mamster Flash for statistics and John Deacon for just knowing everything about the podcast and, um, you know, just being just being a, a, a solid pillar of um, the Dicks pod crew. That's that. I'm done now. And so are we. Until another time when we bring you another wonderful guest on Desert Island X. Bye.